8.15, coming up on 16 after 8. Todd Mitchell solo here. Mitchell, the morning and guns in the 701. Good morning. Well, good morning, Todd. How you doing? Well, last remnants of the Christmas crud still trying to hang on. <laughs> you know, those, well, those little green... Well, great Christmas. That's the big thing. No. Uh, well, it, apart from... It was great, a great Christmas Eve, and then from late Christmas Eve on, it was completely forgettable. Those little green ah. snotty men on uh, uh, cartoon characters on TV, those things are real. <laughs> They're that's, real. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I mean, I, I realize TV kind of over-represents them, but they're not completely fake, I'll put it that way. <laughs> just, well, you know what? I got to introduce to a new guy to Guns in the 701. Yeah, tell and me I about him. I believe you got him on air. Uh, Mike Deacons, he's from Mitchell, South Dakota. He joins us. I've uh, been a good longtime friend, and I'll let him go ahead and introduce himself. And I believe I'm here, so you yeah, are. Hi, welcome to the, of course, glad to be here with Kfire and uh, Todd and them in the morning, of course. we uh, from Mitchell, South Dakota. I've been working with Clay for years back in the NRA days, and uh, Really working hard to, uh, to push our Second Amendment uh, as far as we can and making sure it gets as protected as it can be. Yeah, yeah he was my volunteer of the year, did a great job with us for, for 10 years. So, yeah, well, I'm happy to have him be part of the team here. And uh, I don't know if you heard our announcement, but Jamie did. He decided to do, uh, he's going to stick with us doing different things here, and I think he's even going to have a new little thing. So, I'll, But I'll let him announce that when he gets it up and running. Okay, fantastic. So on to a new year, 2024, 2023, saw a new milestone for gun rights. We did. Uh, it was actually a great year. Uh, we saw constitutional carry even be expanded more across the nation, which is great. Uh, we've been working on that for years. As you know, North Dakota had constitutional carry passed here about two sessions ago. Although we need to do some tweaking on it, it was still a great step in the right direction, and uh, we're sure glad to have that. But uh, basically, we saw this thing expand across uh, 25 states now. So we're half the states in the United States are uh, constitutional care with varying limitations, South Dakota to the south of us. Those guys, it's, it's just like Wyoming. If you're legal to have a firearm, you can carry. You don't need a permit. You don't have to be a resident. You can actually exercise your Second Amendment right freely in both Wyoming and South Dakota. That I, you know, I know those two states for sure. We did see that uh, it did result in a decline in concealed carry permits being uh, applied for, which would make sense being you don't need the concealed carry permit unless you want to travel to other states. But, yeah, it was a it was a huge year. Uh, down in Florida, DeSantis, who's running for president, uh, they went ahead and passed theirs, got it through, and he was proud to sign it. You saw this happen in Nebraska. Nebraska was a hard-fought state to get constitutional carry. But Governor Jill Pillen said, you know what? I signed this bill. It upholds the promise I made to the voters to protect constitutional rights and protect common sense conservative values. And he really did. He, he campaigned on that hard, and he fulfilled that promise. So it was a great thing to see Nebraska actually come to the fold. And right now, if you don't know, the states that have it now are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, that one surprised me. North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and, of course, Wyoming. So half the states, uh, basically, we're seeing freedom be expanded and uh, just happy to see that uh, happening right now across the country. You got anything you want to add to that, Mike? 
No, I mean, of course, any expansion, of course, for our Second Amendment rights is, is always a great thing. It's, uh, it's the, the edging away or the chipping away at other uh, states is that we have to constantly be vigilant on. Absolutely. All right, guns of the 701 here, Mitchell in the morning on K-Fire at twenty. So what is this uh, third annual Governor's Forum SHOT show? Please so don't all speak at once, one at a time, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I hate it when you guys talk over each other like that. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse when you guys think over each other and then nobody talks. Yeah, I know. Clay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I can go ahead on this one. So we've got the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, basically, that's the biggest firearms industry trade association in the United States. They host a third annual, no, this is their third one, it's their annual governor's forum during the SHOT Show, which if you're not uh, familiar with that, that's where everybody gathers for the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show. From, and it's going to be Wednesday, January 4th, 1 to 2, for the governor's forum. Right now, confirmed governors coming are Idaho, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. I noticed that Governor Burgum was absent from this list. Um, I did do a little looking. It looks like he's never attended it. Uh, Christy Nome, it looks like, has been there once. And as we know, um, both these states are, are pretty solid on the Second Amendment. But uh, Burgum, we've had two, you know, we've had our issues with him. I remember when he first got elected, he was in support of red flag laws. I think maybe he saw the light on it, or either that it was a political ploy. Um, and then as we saw that strength and when he decided he was going to make a failed run for president, uh, he basically really said he's really second amendment, but, uh, I don't believe him. I think a lot of people have questions, although I will say he was the one that signed constitutional carry and we've had some victories, so I'm not going to count him out. And I'm not sure he got invited to this. I imagine he did. I think they invite them all, but to his, uh, you know, to his benefit, I'm not going to count him out on it because I'm not sure it's a, but it's a great way for basically the people, to hear what governors think about the Second Amendment, their rights, uh, what's going on in their states. So, you got anything, Mike? <laughs> no, on that, uh, of course, like you said, we, we're not sure if he was there, he was invited or not. I mean, I would think that would be something that would be very important, especially for uh, Second Amendment-minded uh, states uh, to attend. I mean, it seems like it's one of those things you, you'd want to have your name in, especially back when he was running for... Uh, for the primaries and whatnot, you figured that would be one of the things he would want to put his thumb on, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I imagine if he was still in the race, he might've attended this, uh, basically for the optics. Cause that's what uh, governor Burgum does. He looks for photo ops and optics as far as I'm concerned, but Hey, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. I just had to note that he is not so far committed or confirmed to be attending the governor's uh, forum in Las Vegas at the shot show. So, 823 K-Fire with guns in the 701. So bear spray not as effective as the claims are. I guess I remember the movie The Great Outdoors. You just throw a candy bar at them. And, well, right. it doesn't work that way. No, no. Well, of course, we're talking about eight, eight out of the 22 people killed by bears since uh, 2016 uh, with incidences where bear spray was used as defense. I mean, you're talking about bears. Uh, for some of the larger bears, of course, uh, anything lower than a 44 is our caliber pistol is not going to work. A couple of the situations on those as well where uh, people were dressing out field elk or dressing out uh, field dressing out elk, and uh, of course, bears snuck up on them and ooh, smelled the scent and, and went. But uh, you know, we know for a fact that uh, our military is trained 
to resist uh, a spray and whatnot, and you build up a tolerance. So these bears are getting hit with this uh, over and over again, and uh, continues, of course, to have incidences grow. Uh, talking about outside of the continent of the United States, uh, I know Japan right now is having a huge problem with this. In the past year, they've had 193 bear attacks, and they can't <laughs> figure out uh, why they can't stop it. Well, you know, a, a hunt would probably uh, thin that out a little bit, but you know, that's not exactly how they think. But uh, 193, and of course, we're talking about just since 2016, 22 people killed in the continental United States, uh, uh, not being able to uh, understand that uh, if you have a, a, a pistol or a rifle that is uh, calibered enough to, to be able to protect yourself, uh, you should be able to use that. Uh, whereas uh, I don't really want to take the 50-50 chance that uh, the bear spray that I'm working is going to work because 50-50-50 is, or 50-50 chance is not exactly what I call good chance. Don't you think if you have a big <laughs> enough can of bear spray, it might work? Yeah, yeah, just a, just a larger one, just a big uh, Yeah, I think, it's, I, I think it's yeah. just a little handheld isn't really going to be enough, right? No, no. And they've been hit before. They know what they're going to be expecting, and so they can power through it. And bears, when they're angry, I mean, we know they can power through anything. <laughs> if you're doing the bear spray out of a hose from a tanker truck, it might work. So uh, maybe you, know, you could always maybe. maybe maybe. I mean, there's no guarantees. But if you're just doing the handheld can thing, good luck with that. Psst, isn't going to be enough for a bear for crying out loud. More with guns of the seven hundred one coming up. It is eight twenty five. Celebrating the. Really? Are we up to 50 years? Blazing Saddles. He rode a blazing saddle. Ah, uh, they don't make them like that anymore, doggone it. Guns of the 701 and, uh, oh boy, Chicago. They finally got their act together? Eh, what do you think? Come 840 and K-Fire Guns in the 701. And, of course, Clay... Back with us, Mike Deacons joining us from Mitchell, South Dakota, a very appropriately named town, very great named town, Mitchell. We like that. We like that name up here. Uh, so, Chicago's first homicide in twenty twenty four took how long? Uh, took a matter of fact, uh, just a few moments. Matter, most states are shooting for to have the first birth of the year. Uh, for Chicago, was the first shootings of the year. As a matter of fact, nineteen shots ringing out. Killing one 53-year-old man and uh, wounding several other people, including uh, head wounds uh, for, uh, for a couple females and more. Uh, yeah, it's no new news for Chicago. I like how the story said there was an uptick in violence. It's, uh, I like how they uh, an uptick, uh, as if it's just a minor thing. But one of the things that catches my uh, eye on this story as well is not only just the, the massive loss of life, but uh, the fact that uh, no, none of the people that were interviewed will testify or talk about who did the shootings because, uh, like a lot of areas like Chicago, uh, it's basically become lawless, and you're looking at, uh, well, cartel-like uh, mentality where if you uh, testify, you're going to look at uh, getting shot yourself. So it, it's one of those things where people are living in fear, but, you know, hey, let's take your guns away because, you know, just because you're living in fear doesn't mean you get to protect yourself. You know, lawless, and yet there's a law. How's that working out? 
Well, of course, they've got the, the whole thing where is, let's pass more laws. And if we only could uh, to enforce the ones we have and not have the courts let the people go once they are captured or are taken into custody uh, because of uh, weak uh, sentencing laws and or just the, the, the excuse of overcrowding, uh, yeah, then maybe we could actually put a nip on this and uh, make Chicago a place worth visiting. But right now, it's, uh, it's not a place exactly on the, my 2024 list of uh, places to go. The gridlock gets terrible anyway, so what do you yeah, think? <laughs> well, you know, I look at Chicago, they got some of the strictest laws in the country, aside from D.C. and maybe the whole state of California when it comes to guns. I mean, it's pretty hard. You got you have to have a FOID card, which is a, uh, a basically a firearms owner ID card. You have to have that to even have a firearm, and even to buy ammunition in most places. You got the new assault weapons ban that's going to go into effect. Uh, I'm sure that'll work its way through the courts and go get up to the Supreme Court, be overturned by Bruin. But in the meantime, yep, they're going to have a ban on them. They got bans on magazines, bans on certain types of rifles and guns. I mean. They have the utopia of complete gun control, yet they have some of the highest rates. In 2023 alone, and this is according to the FBI stats, you got 617 people were killed in 2023. And remember, this is a, it's, it's a good number to maybe base it on. That's the ones they know about. Uh, when you start looking at what happens in Chicago and the things that don't get reported or they don't know how it happens, those don't go into the homicide number. That just shows up as deaths, and they don't know if it's by guns or what it's by. So when you kind of look at that, um, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a gun problem. It's not a proud number that I would want to have as my city, and it seems to be getting worse in Chicago. And I imagine with the illegals that are rolling in there by the hundreds of thousands over the last year it's going to get a lot worse. So, yeah, Chicago's not on my list either to go visit. <laughs> no. And will they ever clean up that place? Uh, who really knows? Guns of the 701 here at K-Fired 844. So if you're working a store that sells guns and somebody steals one, you should, A, <laughs> let them walk away with it, because after all, they have a gun now, or, B, get after them and grab it and get the guy arrested. Well, yeah, not that Isn't simple, that I guess. Academy Sports well, and Outdoor. This is three employees at this uh, sporting goods place in Louisiana. Uh, did the right thing, because you're thinking about it. If somebody is looking at a, a pistol, supposedly wanting to buy, and the next thing you know, he takes off running out the store. Well, I'm not. it's not a pair of socks. It's, it's, it's not a, a sweater. It's a gun. It's a pistol. You know, and that thing, as soon as it's out on the streets, can be used to kill uh, innocents, and including children. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to step out and do the best I can, which the store actually should commend its employees for trying their very best. Yeah, really, if the guy goes out and kills somebody with that gun, does the store get sued then? <laughs> you know, in which case, well, yeah, I would I mean, think the employees would go, I could have prevented this, but you didn't want me to, so it's on you. Don't Don't cry to me about it. Yeah, they've got a yeah. policy called uh, 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 leaving the front porch, and uh, that's basically what they're saying is their excuse for firing these employees is they left the front porch, so uh, and they went out and tried to, to do a positive as opposed to, uh, you know, just sit back and be like, well, you know what, it's not my job. I, you know, I, I was trying to sell something, but if he steals it, that's not my job. I'll let somebody else take care of it outside. 
you know, and the thing about it is, this is the guy who got in the ammo. He'd probably come back in and rob the store if he knew it was that easy. You yeah. think? It, it, it's a complete ridiculous policy that this store has, I imagine. Who knows? I, I don't know a lot about Academy Sports now, you know, as a whole, but I can tell you that policy is ridiculous. I guess I would think, can you imagine walking in the Shields in Bismarck, North Dakota, and somebody's showing a pistol and they take off running? I don't know, but I bet Shields doesn't have that policy, and I wouldn't even doubt possibly someone in Shields in that department may be carrying. <laughs> I don't know. It would be something to find out, but it's just ridiculous that you'd say, yeah, just go ahead and take it and leave the store. That That's just insane. And, you know, they did. They ran out there. The guy was gone. They still don't have a location on the subject. As of right now, the police have no clue who this person was yet. So you got a guy out there that got a gun. It hadn't didn't go through the Knicks background check system. Who knows what he's doing with it? Heck, he could have went and committed another crime by now with it. So yeah, I think you got to try to stop that with all means possible if you can. And background check, this. he didn't pay for it either. So I mean, didn't pay for it. No background check. Violated several federal laws. <laughs> yeah, and remember, I guess the criminal the criminal is ask them to step back into the store if they're committing a crime. <laughs> Can you please come you know back? Because that always works yeah, for the shoplifter, right? Yeah, that it always... reminds me of Demolition Man. You remember that movie, guys? When okay, tell Maniac to lay on the ground. Maniac refused. <laughs> Do it again, but strongly say it. <laughs> yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, come on, let's get a little practical uh-huh. here. But and I suppose maybe three guys chasing after a guy. I don't know how many guys they have in the store then at that point, but. You know, we can't all chase after the guy, but you would think if somebody's got a, a decent enough jump to actually catch the guy, that you'd be pleased for the effort. But you'd think, wouldn't you? You know, like because what are we teaching? We're teaching everybody that you know what, just stay, stay in your station. You know, nothing else going around is your problem. Just you know, stay in your, stay at your till or. Stay in your section, your department, whatever, and you just know, that's so many companies yeah. that say, you know, well, on loss prevention. Well, we had to raise prices because of all this loss prevention, uh, and yet, <laughs> you know, the employees aren't allowed to stop this loss prevention because it might hurt the feelings of the criminal. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that okay, so the prices go up, so more people steal because they can't afford the new prices, and so the prices go up because more people, yeah. That's kind of a snowball right. there, right? Just a vicious mm-hmm. cycle, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> you going, though, into uh, a local gun store. Any, pick any of them, and I know several in Bismarck. You wouldn't want to try that there because I know them guys are armed and ready to use it. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of the big box stores, uh, basically, have you ever noticed that their guns or their, their outdoor sections are located towards the backs of the store? Well, that's on purpose. Um I can tell you that for a fact that they do that to try and prevent things just as what what we read about here and and reported is theft because uh, you might have a chance of actually stopping them before they get to the door. Unless you go to Academy Sports. I guess it's free range, guys. (laughs) So who's going to put together the list of woke sports outlets so we know where you can go ahead and steal the gun versus the ones where you probably shouldn't try? Well, I think the problem with that is that. that the people that are stealing already have that list in their heads. I mean, they know which stores <laughs> are going to allow this to happen. <laughs> it, it, obviously, they've been doing it a lot. Touche. 
It's yeah. a shame. Guns <laughs> in the 701 here on K-Fire 550. And in case you missed it, Jamie's still a part of Guns in the 701, just not going to be on the uh, the weekly calls with us, right? Kind of that sort of deal? Yep, correct. And uh, it'll probably be me and Mike most of the time. Uh, we got another a couple other guys that may join in and, and be you know going in and out. It might not even be me. It might be Vance and, and uh, Mike at times. But, hey, you can find us on our website, gunsin701.com, anytime. Hit iHeart, best uh, podcast out there, iHeart Radio. And then, of course, you want to check out K-Fire whenever you can to hit Guns in the 701, guys. Well, good to be talking to Mitchell, South Dakota, this morning. Thank you very much for letting me on. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks, Mike. <laughs> nice to make your acquaintance. Clay, thanks again. Talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Todd. Guns in the 701, best podcast on the iHeart app. Check it out.